FTC defeating the curse. Two-man show, Joe and 20. I don't know where everybody else is. Frankly, I don't care. I've been trying to get on the mics here and talk a little bit of sports this week. There's a lot going on. National championship game. I, I don't want to spend more than 15 seconds on this, but the best thing that could have happened for college football and for in general for sports fans is that Alabama lost, right? The, the kingdom of darkness was defeated in the national championship game. Uh, Clemson is like the literally the exact opposite of everything that Alabama stands for, from the head coach to the style of football and everything else. Uh, I think it was the best thing that could have happened. I won't say much more about it than that. As a not, I'm not a college football guy, but I mean, a 28 point smackdown was not what I envisioned. Did you watch this game? I uh, I was I watched the second half of the game, and I I did not expect that either because I had Alabama winning the whole thing and. In, in fact, I think I had them crushing, but I, I mean, I'm not big on college football either, so I was just more or less yeah, I mean, guessing. I heard they were really good, and their second team is really good too. So Definitely not my sport of choice, but the best thing yeah. that could have happened, I, I, you know, we always root for the upset. In the, I don't think anybody had that one, but uh, I won't say much more about not it like than that. that. It was the best thing that could have happened for the sport. Um, you know, if Saban right. wins again... You know, people just look at it. What's the point of the regular season? And we do the whole like, oh, the SEC is the power conference, and nothing else matters. Blah blah blah. This is what the sport needed. Um, and and you know, I think on the inside here, I'm cheering a little bit for maybe a rubber match, a fifth time seeing this matchup. Uh, I mean, they're the best two teams in the sport. Maybe Georgia gets a nod. Maybe some, in some circumstances, Ohio State. My wife went to Notre Dame, so I pulled for Notre Dame, but they got just eaten alive by Clemson. So. Um, you know, congrats to congrats to Clemson, but I got really nothing else to say about that. I want to get to the NFL, uh, but before we get to the playoff games, the Redskins haven't done much. They've had one coach leave laterally to basically go coach the same position. Uh, the special teams coach moved on to Tampa. That's never a good look. Everyone's kind of still intact. There's rumors coming out of Redskins Park that uh, Tom Sula and uh, what's his face Bill Callahan just want to leave because of the amount of dysfunction the Redskins can't tweet anything without their Twitter feed being overtaken by you know hashtag fire Bruce Allen it doesn't matter what they tweet if they tweet good morning good night congratulations goodbye it doesn't matter what they tweet it turns into fire Bruce Allen uh, I, I mean the Redskins are a mess and I, I have a theory on this I think they haven't made any coaching changes because they don't know what they're doing not like Generally, generally speaking, Bruce Allen doesn't know what he's doing, but in the sense that I don't think they want to court any coaches and have them say no. So I don't think what they don't. I don't think they're clear on what direction they're going yet. I, I think Jay for sure is safe in coming back, but for how long? I think that that part's unknown. And you're not going to bring in a whole new staff and make promises if Jay's staying. Like it's just a messy situation. But you got guys wanting to leave that assumed they were going to be removed, but now they may have to resign. It's just an ugly situation, and everything ends up with hashtag fire Bruce Allen. I mean, any thoughts on this or the mess out in Ashburn Park? I mean, I already told you my feelings on Bruce. I think he's doing a better job. That's not to say he's doing a great job, but I think he's slowly getting better. And, you know, if it wasn't for uh, injuries this year, I'm telling you, I think the Redskins could have, made the playoffs now coaches leaving and 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 all that stuff i i didn't really hear too much about that but my question to you is how long do you think they're going to keep jay gruden because i think i don't know 
I don't look. I'm not. I, I I'm not. Say, you, you've been listening to this podcast a long time. You've and the, the boys have been hearing me say this now for it seems like years. Jay's not the problem. Jay has coached above. He's punching. He's in. He's punching above his weight class, man. With this, with the talent on this team, he he had four different quarterbacks play meaningful snaps for him at at different part, parts of this year, and he still only missed the playoffs by a game and a half or two games. Right? He had. I mean, he he suffered. The team suffered. Not he him specifically, but the team suffered a, a huge setback with Darius guys going down in the preseason. The team had no idea that Jordan Reed basically couldn't couldn't play football anymore. They had no idea that that Paul Richardson was going to miss meaningful time and, and Jamison Crowder is going to miss meaningful time. And, and Doxon basically isn't a real NFL receiver. So he, the fact that they got as many wins as they did, I think that's a testament to him. It's a boring style of football, but you know what? That's the best you can do when your quarterback was playing basketball five minutes ago, right? And butt fumble yeah. is the only guy you got coming in. So I give Jay a tremendous amount of credit. I don't think he's the problem, but at the same time, I, I you know, if he, look, let me put it this way. If you fire Jay, you're not bringing anybody in in here that's better than him and he's gonna land on his feet feet real quick no i mean i agree with you but i think the 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 new trend in the nfl if you see all these teams that are hiring coaches now they're looking for the next um shanahan or mcveigh like they want those young um coaches to come in and, and revamp their offense and and most teams are but isn't you know, that super annoying? Because all those guys were Redskins guys. Kyle Shanahan, Redskins guy. Matt Lafleur, yeah. Now the head coach in Green Bay. Redskin, Redskin assistant coach. Sean McVay, Redskins assistant coach. It's super annoying. Like they actually, like Jay Gruden has a coaching tree here, and it's actually sprouting some fruit. Like he's not. Right. The, he's just not the problem. I know LP's convinced he's, uh, or maybe it's more FP than LP. FP's just like, oh, he's he doesn't have any vision and blah blah blah, whatever, and you know whatever. He's not the problem. He just, he just isn't. But the Redskins are a mess. And the news, the big news today, you know, or it's not even really news, but the Redskins are linked basically at that 15th overall pick, potentially drafting a quarterback or moving up to get a quarterback, Kyler Murray. And this is an interesting story for two reasons. One, more interesting to me than the other. Uh, obviously, it's of interest because the Redskins need a quarterback and they haven't drafted one. Uh, well, I mean, they've drafted they've drafted several, obviously, RG3, Kirk Cousins, etc. But... This would be in that same kind of mold as far as like they're going to have to give up a lot of picks probably to move up to get him just because of the hype around him. But I mean, this is this is another, you know, multi sport athlete. And, and I got to ask you, like, it's too early to, to project out. And I really don't want to spend a lot of time talking about whether they should draft him or not. But if you're Kyler Murray and you potentially are a first round NFL draft pick or a and maybe a first-round Major League Baseball draft pick. Which sport are you going to? Well, let me ask you this. How much money did the Nationals offer Price Harper? I mean, a lot. How much? Like $400 million? No, it was three hundred. It was three hundred mil. Okay, $300 million. You're not making that in the NFL at any position. Quarterback, it doesn't matter. You're not making that in the NFL. Not to mention, the NFL, you're one play away from ending your career forever. I mean, look at Alex Smith. Look what happened with him. And, you know, there's a whole bunch of other players. Not to mention baseball is safer. And obviously, it's it, to me, to me, it's, it's much less entertaining. And the season's a lot longer. But you stand to make a whole lot more money. And it's safer. And it's better for your long-term career and longevity. Overall, I think you'd be, you're better off taking baseball if, if you know, 
See, I, I, I disagree. Pay. I disagree. This guy's gonna has potential to play quarterback in the NFL, right? There's only there's only thirty two of those in the world, yeah. right? And the guaranteed money up front in football is actually better, especially as a quarterback. He's probably looking at four years, thirty million, thirty five million, maybe more if he gets into if he goes, you know, as a lottery pick in in the top four. It could be potentially much higher than that. But I I would go football like baseball. You could play baseball forever. There's only a few guys that are playing football at 35 plus years old, and I'm, I, you know, I'll seed the potential for CTE in your brain, like doing backflips in your head and all that stuff, and potentially being a vegetable. I, look, yes, totally possible. But I mean, you can also catch a baseball to the head, and that that's probably going to do some damage too. Uh, it's, it's unlikely. It's unlikely. Right, one good yeah. hit in the NFL, and your career might be over. That rookie contract is still guaranteed money, though, right? That's four years. And, you know, you look at a guy like Russell Wilson, he had options to go either way. He chose to go quarterback NFL. Worked out pretty well for him. Uh, I think I think Jeff Samarja, uh, he was a receiver at Notre Dame. He decided to go baseball, and he, he's had himself a nice career there out in San Francisco. I believe he's still in San Francisco as, uh, you know, a starting major league pitcher. There's a lot of guys that get drafted in the major leagues, in the major two major league baseball teams that never make the majors. I think the margin of error is actually huge. By comparison, I think if you get guaranteed money in the NFL to play quarterback, I mean, look at all the crap quarterbacks in the NFL this year. Even the rookies, right? Like, like Darnold, Rosen, Mayfield. Some of those, some of them are going to rise. Some of them are going to fall. More of them are going to fall. What's the worst case scenario? You go to, you return to baseball four years later. You pull a Tebow, right, and you work your way back up. Is that so I bad? Mean, Tebow's marrying a Miss Universe chick. Like, was that so bad after all? That can't be that bad. Yeah, but I mean, no, we're not okay. But Tebow's Tebow's different. Tebow's he's wasn't beautiful. a good quarterback, he, and he you wasn't can say it. It's twenty nineteen. He's player. beautiful. He's a beautiful man. Okay, he's a great man. We all love Tebow, but he's not a great athlete or football oh, player. Oh come on! Okay, he's a decent athlete. He's a terrible he's a quarterback. Player. He's a terrible quarterback. He, yeah, he, he was a horrible quarterback. Okay, and but he's he could have made not it. Very good at baseball he either. Could, he could have made it at a, as a running back. Or a male model? I mean, come on. You got to give the guy well, a break. He didn't want to do that. That's true. <laughs> or a male model, okay. That's yeah. true. I don't know. If you're Kyler Murray and, and okay, it, let's let's change the question. If your options are play for, you know, any Major League Baseball team or the Washington Redskins, does that change things? Does it change which team potentially is going to draft you in the NFL? I think it might. It might, but I mean, if, if look. Man, I think if you if grew up I'm in Oklahoma in- or if you're comfortable with, oh, with the weather down south and the Jets draft you or the, the Bills – yeah, I think that might change yeah, things. That whole weather stuff is, I think, is a little overhyped. I think guys get used to it, and it's not a big deal as as the media makes it out to be. But I, I mean, I, I'm with you. But the thing is, is like, quarterback is definitely more prestigious than any position in baseball. You know, to say I'm the starting quarterback of the Redskins, let's say. But I just think the 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 money isn't there, and the risk is way too much. You know. The, I, look, I, the risk, yes. I don't know what the negative is as a 20-year-old to take four years of guaranteed money because he could flame out after two, right? He could just retire from the NFL and still get paid. you know. So he, yeah. he's got options there, and he'd still be 24, 25. Like Tebow held right. on a lot longer to the NFL dream, right? And, and you know, if Tebow flames out of the NFL and goes right to baseball, he probably gets to the majors by, you know, at some point. You know, that those two years that he basically sat out, that's – it made things a little tough for him. Like, you, you know, you got to get back into shape and everything else. But, uh, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see um, how this kind of plays out. And it's it's just fascinating to me that 
you know, the Redskins immediately were linked with him. And it's such a Redskins thing. It's such a Redskins, like, story. Like, a guy who hasn't even decided if he wants to play football is somehow going to be drafted by the Redskins and then decide to play baseball. Like, we know how this crappy story is going to end up playing out here. But let's talk about these NFL games. Well, you want to talk NFL playoffs or you want to talk Trump and the shutdown? I mean, let's just stick to football. All right, let's go football. Let's go in order. Same thing we did last week. We got first game on Saturday, 4.30 p.m., Colts at the Chiefs. Give me your pick and why, and I'll give you mine. I'm going to have to go with the Colts, man. After watching them this weekend, that defense is just out of control. And their offense is, is playing very well. And that that running back, he's really good. Uh, I think his name is Mack or something like that. Yes, I mean, one-time Redskin, Marlon Mack. Was he really? Yeah, yeah, of course. Everybody's a one-time Redskin. Of course, Redskin. the Redskins, yeah. Every, we're, we're everybody's a one-time like Redskin. I'm going the opposite <laughs> way on you on this one. All right? Earlier this week when I was giving Razzie my uh, my betting picks, I actually mm. went Colts because I like that line. But I am reversing my pick here at the 11th hour. I'm going Chiefs for two reasons. One, I don't think they cannot run the ball, but I don't think they need to to win this game. Secondly, I don't believe the Colts can score 27 to 30 points against the Chiefs beat up not great defense and they're going to have to to beat them the Chiefs just score way too many points they're not the Texans the Texans you can slow down even with Watson playing basically like all the positions he's playing like Deshaun Watson last week was playing running back quarterback wide receiver he's playing everything out there you saw what they did to him though. I, I, I did I did I don't think they're going to have the same level of success and and frankly the 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 Texans don't have a guy like Travis Kelsey who can catch a ball, you know, five yards off the line of scrimmage and literally as a tight end, as a white tight end, run 70 yards and score a touchdown. There's nobody in the league that does what Tyreek Hill does. There's there's still a lot of talent. I don't know what Sammy Watkins is. Uh, I don't know if he's going or not going. Charkandrick West and Spencer Ware and all the other Jags that they got playing running back. They just have to have mediocre games, and I think Mahomes is going to get it done. Andy Reid, this is like an it just feels like an Andy Reid moment. I like the Chiefs, uh, and all they got to do. You know, do, Andy Reid tends to lose, right? I, I in do. The first round of the playoffs. I do, but Andrew Luck going, you know, outdoors to Kansas City. Like Luck has been phenomenal and sensational all all season long. Okay, and this yeah. all the way back in Week Two when when the the Skins should have beat them and they didn't. There's just something special about this team. I just don't see how they stop the Chiefs. I just don't see it. I mean, look, man, it's been done before, and and don't don't underestimate what Luck and the offense can do. They can put up a lot of points, um, and I that defense I just think is too good, and they're going to give Mahomes a lot of problems. And I know he's great, and to me, he should be the MVP of the league. I, I mean, I, I'm not a fan of Drew Brees, and I don't think he should be, but. Um, and I get that team is young and they're good and they're fast and that offense is just tremendous. But I don't know, man. And I also don't trust Andy Reid. I just – I don't know. I don't think they can get it done. All right. So we're split on that one. Let's yeah. go to game two, Saturday night. Arguably – well, they're all kind of – actually, they're all really good matchups. But this one may be the most fun to watch. Cowboys at Rams, 8-15, out in L.A., 5-15 local time, Saturday night. Who you got and why? Ooh. See, that one I was thinking about a lot. I think, I hate to say it, man, I'm going to go with Dallas on this one. Again, what, how they played last week was phenomenal. And that 
that defense has been clicking and they've been getting a lot better. And I'm I'm big on defenses. I think if you have a solid defense, you're more likely to win than not. And you know, I get what the Rams are doing, but the Rams are still a young team, and I don't trust Jared Goff. I really don't. That he makes poor choices sometimes, and um, you know, he. he I hope he has Gurley. I think Gurley's going to play. Correct me if I'm wrong. But. As of now, it looks like Gurley's going to go, and that's actually why I'm going. Uh, you and Rams. I are split on this one too. I'm yeah. going Rams earlier this week. I told right. Razzie put me down for the Cowboys. I'm going all NFC East here. Just to stick it to all the people that say it's a down division, it turns out that it's not. It's a freaking spectacular division that's loaded with talent. It just peaks at the end. I mean, the Giants won the Super Bowl twice from from the sixth seed. So, and the Eagles look to be maybe doing the you know on a nice little run themselves here. So the NFC East is you know it's a different style of football. They're getting it done. They're still alive in the final. You know, there's there's two there's two teams there from the, in the final eight. So they clearly are doing something right. However, 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 this feels like a McVeigh coming out party to me. Uh, it'll be in L.A. Now, the irony here is L.A. is actually a hotbed for Cowboys, like, fanatics and fans. This goes, you know, when the teams left, the Cowboys would do their, uh, their, their not, I was about to say spring training. They do their, they do their, um, their training camp in, like, in San Diego, in L.A. They move it around Southern California. There's a lot of Cowboys fans out in L.A., and I think that stadium is going to be 50-50 at best if you're a Rams right. fan. Um, right. You know, yeah. So I think that that will factor in a little bit. However, if Gurley goes, the Rams go. Sean McVay is so creative getting him the ball in weird spaces, making little little adjustments at halftime, little adjustments on on routes that he that they run through all game long, basically. Uh, I actually I like Everett, the tight end. And this defense, this Rams defense – like they were built for the postseason, and keep in mind, keep in mind. Uh, what's his? What's that boy's name? Um, oh, Donald. Oh, I'm blanking. No, Talib. So Talib. There's, oh, yeah. there's some history here. Okay, there's some history here between Amari Cooper as a Oakland Raider, right, and Akeem Talib yeah. as a Denver Bronco. A Bronco he's yeah. never beaten Talib. Like he's Talib's always owned Amari Cooper. So it just happens to be a rematch, both playing now for NFC yeah, teams. I like this defense. Marcus Peters on the other side, and he's his politics are questionable, but on the on the, on the field he can play. This this team, I mean, Darnold is still. Uh, this team is really really stacked defensively, and I you just get the sense that throughout the season, this is the moment they were waiting for. Nobody really cared about the regular season. I mean, if I'm, I mean they still started off really strong. I just. Am I reading this wrong? The Rams are the I best, mean, one of the best defenses still alive. On paper, on paper, they look that way. But in reality, they have not been playing well. And I know you got Sue and Donald and Tlaib and all them, and and their their front line is is decent, but then their secondary is shady, uh, and I, they just they can't stop the run. And Zeke is going to run all over them. I want to I want to say their defense is stellar. I want to say they're up there on paper. They look great, but reality is just not and they haven't been good in a long time and i don't know what's going on and talib hasn't been playing well so i mean i don't know that that game and i agree with you there's gonna be a lot of dallas dallas fans there and it's just it's gonna be a crazy game but i think dallas is on fire right now they're on the roll and the way they 
they you know they played the Seahawks and the way they made them look. It just I don't know, man. I don't think the Rams are gonna go far. I told you this last week. Oh man, I think I think you're wrong on this one. I think you're wrong, twenty. Right. Sue, we'll see. Sue and Donald up front. I mean, you, I, I, you know what? Even if you want to say their linebackers are are questionable, which they aren't, but even if you want to say so, that secondary is good, good, good. They're shady. I'm telling you. Well, I we'll disagree. See. I disagree with you. I disagree okay. with you. Uh, you know, I, I just think this is a, I don't know. Maybe I'm just overly bullish on it. It, it sounds like we're just, we just disagree here, <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not sure why. Um, I mean, I shouldn't probably disagree with you. You went what four, four and O last week, four and O last week. <laughs> that, yes, sir. That is, that would be I correct. Couldn't believe it. That yeah, would be correct. All right, let's keep rolling through here. Chargers at Patriots, Sunday, 1 o'clock. The Chargers get roasted and toasted by the NFL. Second week in a row, they have to go on the road in the early time slot on Sunday. But we got Chargers at Patriots. Who wins and why? Oh, man. Uh, I told you, I'm on the Chargers bandwagon all the way this year. I think they take take home the championship and and they take – I mean, they're they're gonna go in there and they're gonna show you something nasty. <laughs> what they did to Baltimore was insane, and I and I had a feeling that whatever happened in that game, if they could beat Baltimore, then it's it's smooth sailing after that. I think they're gonna be fine. I think the Patriots are old. I think Tom Brady's playing like an old man. Gronk is falling apart. There's bolts. Gronk is terrible. Him. Gronk he's, is terrible. It's just not. Yeah, he's not Gronk. I don't know who's that out there. And I mean, he he's got no receivers. He's got he's got a good running game. I mean, I like Sony Michelle a lot, but I just yeah, that defense too, man. They're they're like I told you last week. They're uh, they're a complete team. Um, the Chargers are just they're they're ready. They're set. They're ready to go, and they're com- they're the most complete team of any team left in the playoffs. And like I said. Tom Brady's old, and, and I don't see him getting it done, man. He can't run. He can't really throw well anymore. This was probably one of his worst years, right? Statistically down, for sure. They yeah. they actually run the they're running the ball better than they have in years past, but they can't pass. I, look, yeah. I'm on the Chargers. He's got no one. I don't care about the stupid Patriots. I don't care, okay? I don't care. I'm on the Chargers. I love Phillip Rivers. I want to see him finally get over this hump. He's actually never beaten Tom Brady. I was shocked to read this stat. He's 0-7 lifetime against Brady. So I want him to get win number one against Brady. I want him to play in an AFC championship game. I, this defense last week, the way they played against the Ravens, if they show up 80%, 75% of what they showed up last week, oh, yeah. Brady, Brady's gonna, he, he won't be on the field long enough to win the game. This defense played incredible last week. I'm on the Chargers. End of story. I think it. I don't. I think it'll be ugly because they're expecting six plus inches of snow with uh, heavy. I mean, it's gonna be a. That's gonna be a fun one to watch. That's one you skip church for, in my opinion. That's gonna be a fun one to watch. But I'm on the Chargers all the way. I just don't see how the Patriots get it done. Now it's still Tom Brady. It's hard to bet against him. But I'm locked on the Chargers. I think they are the best offensive defensive like all around team right now that it's still alive i think the rams are a close second but there's no i mean those two are kind of the the best two we'll see if they if they 
ultimately face each other. But I'm on the Chargers 100% here. I, I think if they run the ball consistently, I just don't see how they can lose. I don't see them losing. Yeah, I'm with you. I agree with you 100%. I All right. think they pull this out. Let's go to this last one. St. Nick and the Eagles, again, getting that late favorable window, Sunday, 4 p.m., headed to NOLA to face Drew Brees and the Saints. This one's tough for me. You go first. Who you got? Oh, man. Um, The Saints are playing at home, right? Yeah, come on. You can't look at the schedule, fool. Number one overall No, I know that. I'm just I'm thinking, man, it, it is hard to beat them at home. I don't care how good you are, how well you play. It's hard to beat them at home. They're only the only thing they could do against that team is they're gonna have to pressure uh Drew Brees and they have to bring pressure up the middle. Because once he's pressured up the middle, your boy cannot throw the ball, he cannot do anything, he does not play well when there's pressure up the middle. That's the only way they can beat that team. That being said, man, the Saints are good. They're, I think they're they're just I don't know, man. I've seen them play very well, and I've seen them play very. Yeah, poorly. they laid they laid an egg against Dallas, but they they blew this they blew the wheels off of the Eagles, forty eight right. to seven that, back in November, right? Right, but that team, but that game when they played Dallas, that was on the road. It, I'm saying it they, was. You're not going to beat them. That Eagles team, that Eagles team too. That was a team that was playing without Darren Sproles at the time. Sproles is the difference maker for this team. There's just no doubt about it. This guy, when he's playing, when he's on top, he, he, I mean, you could see you could see how much more confident the Eagles were last week. That Bears game, can we talk about the Bears for a second? Let's give them some love here because that sure. they were the better team for sure last week. I, I mean, I felt won. so bad, so bad yeah. that Cody Parkey can't freaking manage to kick the ball straight two times in a row. Undercover Eagles agent there. I don't know what was going on with him. <laughs> but ultimately, I mean, I felt so bad for the Bears. Got blocked the that time. defense is too good to not be playing. But that offense, frankly, just laid an egg. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there was some questionable plays last week. And they could have run that ball at the end of the game or try to throw it or some get some more yards to give them a better chance of making a field goal. But, yeah, it, uh, it looked like they didn't trust that offense last week. And it's hard. Well, I'll tell you, man, it's hard to pick against the Eagles. They feel like the Giants from, you know, the early 2000s, just kind of or even the Ravens, the team that you just don't want to face. They can get hot on a moment's notice. You know, in some regards, they mimic the way the they, they mimic the way the Saints play, actually. Like there's going to be a lot of dinking and dunking to Alvin Kamara, to Darren Sproles. There's going to be a lot of, you know, short stuff to, you know, Golden Tate for the Eagles. I mean, I think he's going to have a much bigger game. Both teams can air it out. Both teams can run. Both teams can can do the short game. I, I think the Saints just have way too much firepower. I think I think Breeze wants one more. I think I, he he strikes me as like the the Manning win it and walk off and announce retirement type. Uh, you know, I, I'm a I pull for the Saints. I pull for Drew Breeze. You know, it's hard. To, I'm not. I'm not betting against them. I told Razzy I'm not comfortable with it, but I'm going with Saints on this one. Kamara ultimately for me is the difference maker. Uh, I mean, Michael Thomas is unguardable. Like, there's there's just too much firepower on this Saints team. It, there's just too much firepower. I don't. I don't know how you stop all of it. But I give. I agree. But I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked. Like last week, I was shocked. Yeah. That the Eagles. Like why you had them? I, I know I had them winning, but it was kind of like a. Like you gotta just you know zig when everybody zags type of thing. I was still shocked. Uh, this right, one, yeah. this one, ah, uh, 
Yeah, no, I agree with you. It's just way too much firepower. And you could, you know, that, that Eagles offensive line, though, has been getting better and better. And they've, you know, the, like last week, I don't think uh, Khalil Mack, who was my <laughs> MVP for the week, I don't think he had a sack or anything. I don't, I don't think no. he's, I don't think Nick Foles has been sacked in a long time, actually. And that, that line is a lot better. But that being said, there's just way too much firepower, like you said. I'm with you, man. And Nick Foles is the backup that we, we keep thinking of him as a backup. This guy's not a backup. He's a legit starting. I mean, he's a he's a legit starting would NFL quarterback, Wentz? right? Like he's. Would you trade Wentz? I, I mean, I would listen if somebody <laughs> wants to trade for either of them, to be honest. Like, just, but if they've what they've proven here yet again is that you need two. You need two quarterbacks in this league. It just has to be. Like, you can't get around it. You have to have two. It's impossible to win with just one. Look at the Redskins. We had four. We had, we need four on the Redskins because two of them broke their legs, right? So, you know, you, you, you take them where you can – like, you already got them under contract, so I don't see them moving either one of them. Um, and they got, you know, even behind them, Nate Sudfeld, another ex-Redskin, kind of sitting back there too, potentially. I, I just – I'm – I'm not cheering for the Eagles. I wouldn't be surprised if they win. I want the Saints to win. My money's on the Saints. Uh, yeah. You know, looking at all the games, is there one player that kind of stands out to you? One player you're watching? One one thing you're excited for more than anything else across all four games? Oh, definitely Patrick Mahomes. I can't wait to see what he's going to do, and you know, in the playoff game, and 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 see how he runs that offense. I mean, that guy is phenomenal. I mean, just making no look passes and. Throwing with the left hand and the right hand, like he's incredible. I he's he's a he's the 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 evolution of a quarterback. I think you're going to see more quarterbacks trying to do the no look pass and all kinds of crazy things. And he's just he's he's tremendous, and and he can bomb the ball. Like I'm super excited to see that game and to see what he can do. Um, so he's 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 definitely my my. Uh, my MVP for this week. So my, the thing I'm watching is actually the weather. The weather in New England. I'm j- I just love watching like those whiteout blizzard games. Uh, you yeah. know, it doesn't necessarily favor the team I want to win in this case, but I just love the like the idea of sitting on my couch in the warmth, watching you know <laughs> these big dudes just kind of go at it in the snow. It's just something like very like juvenile and pleasant and like. I don't know. It's something joyful about it. Like it's just playing in the snow. Like it's just something cool about it. It's like it's like playing right. like '94 Madden with the snow turned on and everybody's sliding around all over the place. There's something cool about it. Um, right. Dak is the guy that I'm actually watching really closely. Dak has a chance here to win two playoff games in a row, and basically maybe surpass what Tony Romo was to this franchise statistically. Like in doing so. Oh, sorry, not statistically, but just like from an aura perspective. Like you give this yeah. guy, you give him a real receiver and Amari Cooper, and all of a sudden. Hey, wow! Like, all right, things are getting done, you know. And and not to, I don't want to take anything away from from Des Bryant, but I mean, does that is anyone remember that guy's name right now in Dallas? Is anyone like the way this season started? Everybody was like, we need Des, and we don't have a blah blah blah. blah. Mari Cooper comes in, and they they traded a lot to get him. But mm-hmm. look at look at the look at the positive impact it's had on Dak. Dak went from basically struggling to stay the starter, maybe struggling to stay in the league. You know, almost like a, a la, like a Jameis Winston situation, and here he is now about to. He's got a he's got a huge look. He's got a huge opportunity here to go into L.A. and beat a very talented Rams team. So to me, that's the kind of the one thing I'm watching uh, really closely. As far as other players, like I'm an Alvin Kamara guy. I think he's a ton of fun to like. He's I think he's a, a he's just a lot of fun to watch. That that late you know game. What I though, like about him, I love that nose ring he has. 
He's, so he's cool. always rocking a cap jersey too. I thought you did you have you seen him? He's always wearing a no. cap jersey before and after. It's crazy. Like somebody getting that guy's ear and tell him that's a bad look. Like if you want to play football, you probably don't want to rock a number seven San Francisco jersey. Just saying, you know, but that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Did you hear by the way that Sean Payton uh, you know, at the, when the Saints re- when the Saints resumed practice, he rolled in two hundred K in cash, a Super Bowl ring, the trophy, and asked all the players, like pulled it up like on the uh he had it up in the front of like the meeting room. He was like, "Do you guys want this?" And they were, of course, they were like, "Yeah, we want that." He's like, "Well, you got to win three effing games," and started yelling at them, like like berating them to get focused. Yeah, yeah, I saw I saw that on on uh, Yahoo. That he his incentive is with two hundred thousand. That's crazy. Each player, man, each player. That that's their that's their playoff bonus, right? He's telling them to earn it. Basically, go get it. It's uh, look, you do it at, at this point of the season. Like you've given all the speeches. Money right. is always a motivating factor, but man, if you've never won a ring, I'm even if you've won one, I'm sure you won another one. So, look, you do what you got to do. Yeah, absolutely. So that's I mean, the yeah. NFL. Do you want to talk about the Wizards and how good they are without John Wall, or should we leave that for LP on the next show? I mean, I'll give you my two cents, and then we need to wrap up because this show has been going on for a while. Sure, hit me. I know you guys are not big on John Wall. Um, well, LP is. I'm not. You. Okay, he is the best player on the Wizards when he's healthy and in shape. Right now, he he's that doesn't not happen. Well, okay, and, so so you're telling me what he's he's the best player on the Wizards ten percent of the time? Get out of here! This is a terrible take. What I'm what I'm what telling you is, take. listen, listen, listen. There's nothing you could do with this team. You can't blow it up because you can't get rid of those contracts. He is the best player. He's better than Beal. He's, he's not. He's better than Beal. You know why? You know why I can say that confidently now, because without him there, everybody eats. This team is scoring a ton. Their assist numbers are up through the roof. Now they're not. They're not winning anymore. They're not winning games any. Like they're still losing to the Heat by six or four. They're, you know, but they crushed the Hawks. Uh, I mean, they, they hung 130, I think, on somebody, or uh, um, then they lost by. Then they gave up 130 yesterday. Like nobody plays defense anyway. But Bradley Beal has an opportunity here to take this team over. I think he's going to do it. And you're right. You, you don't. You have too many bad contracts here. Unless you can find a way to move move uh, Porter's contract, you're you're, you're stuck. No, you'd have to move Beals. Or Beals is the only one you can move, and you'd be then saying we're better off with as a team. We're going to build around Wall and Porter. Is that is that get anyone excited? That's terrible. Let me let me ask you this, John Wall. Last year. Okay, I'm not. I'm not going to consider this year because he's not in any basketball shape. Or he wasn't whatever. last year either. You got to go okay, back two but, years. But let's say okay, fine. Two years ago, you would say he was what top five point guards in the league, right? At his position, top five. Uh, the answer is yes. Close. He was top five. <laughs> I don't think so, but okay, go ahead. All right, who's better? Uh, I mean, Kyrie's better. Steph is better. Okay. Russell. Of course. But okay, let's say true point guard. He was a true point guard. But it doesn't anyway, matter whether you're true or not. You got anyway, centers. Point, centers are shooting four pointers, man. We we talk about the pure my, point guards. My, my point is at his position, Bradley Beal is not top five. Oh, yeah. He's made top ten 
but he's not top five. I think I, I don't like this argument, okay? Because I would take Steph, Russ, I would even take old man Chris Paul, Kyrie Irving, Damian Lillard, Kyle Lowry. Uh, over Wall. Over Wall. All of them right now. All of them. All of them. I would not take Isaiah Thomas. I think he's poop, okay? No. And, and then ev- everyone else kind of just sits there. Okay, maybe, maybe Chris Paul's a little too old, but those guys, these guys that I just rattled off, man, they're in a different different caliber player they just so are. you think because so you wall think, look the, the knock on he cannot shoot a consistent jumper and if you can't do that in the modern nba in the current league that we have where teams are scoring 130 points you can't be part of the, that that upper echelon you just can't man like he doesn't shoot consistently forget about three pointers i mean he blows layups right like he's either dunking on people and jumping now. on the table and like right. telling everybody to, to suck it or he's <laughs> He's like, he's the current John Wall that we have. He's just kind of, he's running an offense kind of, you know, at half speed. And they, I mean, def- defenses, defenders specifically on him, they cheat off him all the time. Like when was, yeah. John Wall's never going to be the guy that's going to go six for eight from downtown and make somebody pay for leaving him open. That's not him. Bradley Beal can do that. He can go six for eight. Yeah, I mean, he's gotten better and he's his shot's gotten a lot better. I'll give you that. I mean, he still needs to... Right. And, I don't, and, and, and I'm another like as a basketball like purist. I don't care about the the you know the track down block from behind like that. That I don't care about that stat. I don't care that he averages one and a half blocks from behind. Okay, because that's not his job. Like yes, he can play defense, and it's yeah. spectacular, and the fans get all about it. But he's out of position too. That's why he's kind of that's why he's coming from behind to block it because he's not staying in front of his guy, right? Like so I, I'm you know I'm I'm still a wall guy. But you know, if if I have to have one of them, I'm keeping Beal. If I have to have two of them, I'm probably and I hate to even say this. Don't say it. Okay, I won't say it. Don't, but it's yeah. hard. It's but I, but I also don't know where you where I don't know how you move Wall's contract. So it, it doesn't matter. Like this you is can't the team move. yet. You can't. You can't. Oh, no. The only no. the only team that's got money for him is the Lakers, and you know he put on a nice little audition for LeBron when he was here, but. Uh, I mean, LeBron's got a shot at landing Clay and Kevin Durant, or Clay and potentially um, Anthony Davis. I mean, Anthony Davis is going to be in play. Uh, Kawhi Leonard's going to be in play. He's going to have his super team next year. I just don't think John Wall has a place on it, man. He's not. No. No. So John Wall got paid and said, "Screw it, I'm just going to party every night." And I don't even care about that, man. I, I don't even care about that. There's a lot of players that that. I mean, Michael Jordan was notorious for okay but that was jordan okay right? fine but i'm saying like he was notorious for it like not like just being out all the time like i don't care about that part i don't care about that part yeah you can party all you want as long as you produce on the court no one's gonna care but when you don't produce and you play terrible and you're out of shape and you're just a hot mess no yeah people are gonna start to think man you got paid and now you can't play you don't like you just Go half speed. You're not you. Like you're not helping the team win. Yeah, he needs a Snickers bar because he's not he's not himself. Well, maybe yeah. he doesn't need a Snickers bar. No. All not right. This Any final thoughts? Trump shut down. Uh, hasn't affected me, so no thoughts. All right. Well, that's fine. I'll, I'll wait for Stevie to, to resurface <laughs> to to you know have a have a conversation with him about uh, the about, wall? about the wall. But for now, let's put a bow on this show. Defeating the Curse on podcast on on podcast is a podcast. You can find it on Spotify, on TuneIn, on Slacker, 
on iTunes, on Google Play, on SoundCloud, on everywhere, basically. Find it, give it a listen, share it, pass it on to a friend. Find a friend who needs to be smarter about sports and make them listen to it, especially if they live in D.C. and love D.C. sports. Or maybe they just need a refresher in like how sports work. Who cares? It doesn't matter. We talk about everything here. Just share the podcast. Twenty, thanks for making some time. I don't know where LPFP and the rest of the, the 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 insane clown posse is. We'll track him down before next week. But thank you for making some time for my man Mina. My name is Joe. This has been defeating the curse, recorded live in Washington D.C. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, good luck with your bets. We are out.